You are listening to a sermon podcast from Kingdom City. We pray that over the next few moments, you will be blessed, equipped, and empowered to bring the reality of God to your world. Happy Mother's Day to all our beautiful mothers wherever you are in the world. We hope that you are being blessed today by your family because you are such a blessing to all of us. You know, in the past, we've done some baking shows while I've preached. And so today, we thought we'd do another one. We've done adding God to your mix, trusting God with your mix, how to make God your mix. And today on this Mother's Day, we're going to be talking about the key to a good mix. We're going to be making red velvet ice cream cookies. It's so easy. Anyone can do it. Your kids will love doing it with you. If you're parents, if you're single, you'll be able to do it. Got a few tricks up my sleeve on how to do this right. But before we do that, I just want to talk about the Holy Spirit. You know, I love the Holy Spirit. I can't do life without the Holy Spirit. And recently, uh, I've been studying the fruits of the Holy Spirit. We've been looking at it because we're doing it in our kids' curriculum that's coming out soon. And I've been meditating on how it would be like if I did everything I could to pursue the fruits of the Spirit. It's actually taken me by surprise and I've realized I could probably avoided a lot of heartbreak, a lot of frustration in my life if I had made the fruits of the Holy Spirit my goal. See, maybe there are weapons that are being formed against us that wouldn't prosper if we changed our taste buds to crave the fruit being produced in our life. It's the fruit in us that sustains the power through us. Galatians 5 in the Passion Version gives an amazing passage on the fruits of the Holy Spirit and living by the Spirit. In verse 16, it says, as you yield to the dynamic life and the power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. When your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit, you hinder Him from living free within you. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder your self-life from dominating you. So then, the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation life of the Spirit. But when you yield to the life of the Spirit, you will no longer be living under the law, but soaring above it. In verse 22, it goes on to say, but the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, which is goodness, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and strength of spirit, which is self-control. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. You see, there's a war going on between us our flesh, which is our self-life, and our spirit. And we can get into this trap of falling into sin in our life or believe the lie that God doesn't love us when really we just need a couple of key ingredients to produce a good mix. So let me talk about some key ingredients for a good mix. Number one is yield. 
We got to yield. In Galatians 5.16, as I read, it says, as you yield to the dynamic life and power of the Holy Spirit, you will abandon the cravings of your self-life. When your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit, you hinder Him from living free within you. That's scary to think that we can hinder the Holy Spirit from living free within us, craving our own desires, wanting our way, what we want, revenge, lust, self-gratification. They're all things that are from our flesh that if we desire and crave, it can impact us. In verse 19 to 21, Paul writes a whole list of, of rotten ingredients, I would call them, of the flesh. They are sexual immorality, lustful thoughts, pornography, chasing after things instead of God. That could be ministry, manipulating others like your spouse, hatred of those who get in your way, maybe your work colleagues, senseless arguments, maybe that's with your family, resentment with others that get favor. Maybe you feel a little irritated when you hear testimonies of what God has done in other people because God hasn't done it in you. Temper tantrums, that could be screaming and yelling and getting really uh, uncontrollable with our children. Angry quarrels, which could be with your spouse or your, your siblings or your family. Only thinking of yourself which is selfishness, being in love with your own opinions. That's, uh, that's one for my family. Being jealous of the blessings of others. That's just jealousy, murder, uncontrolled addictions. And lastly, according to the Passion Version, wild parties. See, all these things hinder the Holy Spirit living in you. It offends Him. We need to give it up. We need to hand back the keys to God, get rid of it from our life. Holy Spirit, I'm giving you this hate. I'm giving you this jealousy. I'm giving you this lust. I'm giving you this pride. I'm handing it over to you, yielding it to you, giving it up, giving up the right for revenge. This is one thing that God has been teaching me about that sometimes I'm like, God, I just wanna say something to them and let them know that they're this small in my eyes. And the Lord's like, no, you have no right to say that. I got to give up my right uh, to seek revenge. Because one off ingredient can ruin a mix. One rotten fruit, expired ingredient in baking can ruin a dish. So too in our life. And oh, we can mask it pretty well. We can, we can hide these uh, sour things in our lives. But when we get into the fire, into the oven, and we come out from a crisis maybe, there's an aroma that we can't hide. We can't compartmentalize sin because sin will affect every area of your soul. In Galatians 5, 9, it says, don't you know that when you allow even a little lie in your heart, it can permeate your entire belief system. Think about that for a minute. One little sin gone unchecked can affect your entire life. And you might not even notice it till you go through a crisis. 
COVID has been a crisis that the whole world has experienced. And even though terrible things have happened um, to the world and to what's going around, I've also been so saddened to see terrible things happen to people who I thought maybe were stronger in the faith. They went into a crisis and it showed what was in them. We got to get rid of this rotten fruit, this expired ingredients. We got to throw it out. We got to remove it from our house. You know, uh, the other week, my son decided to bake something. And uh, this was on Instagram, if, if you follow me. And uh, he got busy getting all the ingredients together. He started mixing it and, and talking to the camera, kind of like what I'm doing now. And as he was doing that, um, his younger brother comes in and says, what are you making? You know, and he's, I'm making this cake. And, and so Caleb like picks up, you know, the cake mix and looks at it and goes, it was expired six months ago, you know, and then there was, we all laughed and, and had a big joke and, and we had to throw it out. We, we couldn't use it. We, we couldn't bake something that had been expired six months ago because it would make us sick. Just like these products uh, that are often found in my house that get expired, like bicarb soda. You know, I've um, gone to bake things and realized that's expired or um, this plain flour. I've done that before too, expired six months ago. Um, this uh, icing mixture that just looks disgusting anyway. I don't think I would use it, but that's expired. And then of course, rotten fruit that even releases a smell um, in us. So it's funny because some things in our life you can smell straight away are off and others you don't know that they're off until you go in the fire. So what we got to do with these things is we got to put them in the garbage bin, in the trash. We gotta get rid of them because we can't have them in our house. We can't use any of that. And we gotta gather fresh ingredients, brand new things that we will be able to make an incredible dish. So for what we are baking today, we will need one packet of red velvet cake mix. I told you this was a hack recipe. One cup of white uh, chocolate chips and uh, I've divided it up and I'll explain to you why in a minute. Have a cup of oil, two eggs and icing sugar for later. So I've made sure that all of these are fresh eggs fresh this morning. Everything is within the expiry. Uh, they are not expired. None of these are expired because I need this dish to be absolutely amazing. So First thing is we need to yield. We need to give back those things that we want to do. The second key ingredient to a good mix is trust. We need to rely on the Holy Spirit as our main source to direct our life. See, Galatians 5.24 talks about how we need to keep in mind that we who belong to Jesus Christ have experienced crucifixion for everything connected with our self-life was put to death on the cross and crucified with Messiah. If the Spirit is the source of our life, we must also allow the Spirit to direct every aspect of our lives. You know that the Holy Spirit is the expert on life. Jesus left him on earth to be our helper. By the way, all you need to do is start adding all these things into the mixing bowl. John 14, 26 says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, 
whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. That's Jesus. So the whole purpose of the Holy Spirit was to be our helper. So we should let him help us. We should let him guide us. Right now, I'm following a recipe. This recipe is helping me make an incredible dish. If I left it up to myself to decide, I probably would have put in way more chocolate chips, maybe one egg. I definitely wouldn't have used the hack of a red velvet cake mix. That just saves a whole bunch of ingredients right there. But I'm following a recipe. I'm trusting a recipe that directs me into making a dish so that I can produce the best outcome. I'm not the expert. The person who did the recipe is the expert. And so it is with life. We got to trust the Holy Spirit to direct our life. We got to yield all that bad stuff. And then we got to trust the Holy Spirit. I'm going to mix this in my rose gold mixer. Mother's Day gift from last year. So just mix it all up. And while you're doing that, add in the oil. This is vegetable oil, by the way, but you can use whatever oil you want. Okay, that looks just about right. See, super easy and quick. Now, another thing you need to do is you need to put your oven on for 180. And you will need a tray so that you can begin to scoop this Another hack is getting a little watermelon scooper that will help you scoop out this mixture to put it on the baking tray to be able to bake. So when we yield and when we trust, then we can produce fruit that lasts. Let's get this out here. Get this out here. Look at that texture. So good. Okay. Fruit that lasts. And this is the exciting uh, part about living life with the Holy Spirit. We produce fruit in us that looks like this. Love. What is that? Well, that is loving the unlovable, you know, and uh, maybe family or maybe you're out of love with your spouse or, you know, you're really struggling to love your neighbors. It's, it's um, anybody that God has put in your world. Joy. Joy is another fruit that we produce. Joy in all circumstances. That's why Paul could be in a prison and still be content because he had the fruit of joy in him. In this COVID season, it's very easy, and believe me, I understand, to get very frustrated and lose our joy because we're not in control. You know, restrictions just come like this, and we all have to adjust and change our plans. But when we have the joy of the Lord, when the joy is in us, those circumstances don't affect our mood. Peace is another fruit. Peace. Peace with no fear. No fear of anything, no fear of getting sick, no fear of, of finances going crazy in this season, no fear of um, bad things happening to us. Fear has no hold on us when we have the fruit of peace in our life. Patience is another one. We're comfortable in the wait. 
Whatever we're waiting for, whatever it is that we're asking God for, or we're patient with people, patient with our children, patient with our colleagues, kindness, kindness to those that don't deserve it, but we are kind, goodness, doing good deeds. But not only that, goodness also refers to generosity, that we live a life that is generous with our resources and our time. Faithfulness, faithfulness to God and to people. Gentleness, being humble and and teachable, carrying a heart of humility and self-control, which is discipline. You know, these fruits, when they're in us, they start to create an aroma around us that's sweet, that people will smell and notice because we're either yielding to ourself or to God, we're relying on the Holy Spirit or ourselves. We're either producing a sweet aroma or a sour smell. Sometimes when we're producing sour qualities, we tend to cry out to God to fix our problems instead of looking at ourselves to see maybe it's us that's causing the problem. We pray for breakthrough and a miracle, but really we're just asking God for our own way. God, fix my marriage, fix my kids, fix my in-laws, my parents, because I have no love or kindness. God, heal my body, my back, my diabetes, my knees, because we have no self-control with our food or even love for our body. Take my depression, God, my anxiety, my fear, because I have no joy or peace. Change my job, my boss, my neighbors, because I can't be bothered having faithfulness, working on goodness or gentleness. Give me a partner now, all the single people, because I have no self-control or patience to wait. Free me from addictions, because really I have no fruit of self-control in me. Fix my finances, because I lack faithfulness and goodness in my life. See, we're always producing something. The question is, does it bring us problems or victory to us? You know, it's so dangerous when you get comfortable producing sour fruit. You're in a dangerous place when you can live with the smell of that fruit in you. It's toxic. It can poison you and those around you. But by actively going after the Holy Spirit and craving Him as our source, we will be protected for the rest of our lives. We can live victorious lives. When the gifts of the Holy Spirit are in us, they will last because we have the fruit to sustain it and we will finish the race well. Once you've put the batter on the tray, you just need to get those extra chocolate chips I was talking about and just sprinkle a few of them on top just because this is a cake mixture and uh, it doesn't um, cook the same way as cookies. So if you put some of this on top, then when they cook, uh, it just makes it uh, much more tastier. There we go. Okay, so once that's done, then you just got to put it in the oven for 10 to 12 minutes. Put it in here. 
you know, when they go into that oven, things will begin to happen to them chemically because of the heat. It will begin to mix with the ingredients. You know, when we go through something that feels like we're in the fire, um, it's actually a good thing because it's an opportunity for us to burn our flesh. You know, how do you yield those things, that, those fruits that have been living in you for years, maybe even generations were passed onto you. It wasn't even your fault and it was, was passed onto you. We got to fast. We got to pray. We got to separate. We got to renounce. We got to yield all that to the Lord. And when we get tempted, don't allow the temptation to lose your fruit. It's not worth it. Since going on this journey of uh, studying the fruits of the Spirit, I mean, the Holy Spirit, <laughs> He just talks to me all the time about uh, when I lack the fruits of the Spirit. And I've really started to say, you know what? I'm not going to let that rob my fruit. We were filming last week uh, for our kids' curriculum. Our team is amazing. We were filming um, all day from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. straight, just filming uh, for our new series. And we'd gotten three episodes in, and then they told us that we might have to redo three of them because the camera was out of focus. Well, it was funny that we were doing patience, and all I wanted to do was not be patient. And I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, you are getting tested while you speak this. And I thought I could be really angry right now and just be horrible, or I can choose to go into a solution mode. Okay, what's, what, what do we need to do to fix this? And keep my eyes focused and keep a good attitude for the people around me. You know, when you get tested, don't let the enemy rob those fruit from you because you could be working so hard on it. And then just one situation, person says one thing and then suddenly, yeah, and it goes. You know why this is so important? Because Galatians 5 ends on verse 26. And it says, so we may never be arrogant or look down on another for each of us is an original. We must forsake all jealousy that diminishes the value of others. The whole point of developing fruit in us is because it produces unity with all of us. Why would Paul end on this verse on 26, talking about not being jealous, not getting arrogant and looking at ourselves as originals because it impacts the unity amongst all of us. And when we're unified, we can take on a city. When the church of Christ is unified together, when we're all producing fruit together, all oh, the world will know. Jesus said, the world will know his disciples by the love they have for one another. True love comes when we are craving the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So after 10 to 12 minutes, they should be done. Just check this. There we go. It should look something like this. So you need to uh, let it rest for a few minutes because they're hot and you won't be able to do the next step until they've cooled down. You know, all the ingredients in this dish all unified together to produce these cookies. Not one ingredient took over, went their own way. The eggs didn't decide, look, we're not involved in this. The oil didn't compete, you know, with the white chocolate chips. Uh, the cake mix didn't get jealous. 
They all yielded their self, trusted me as the cook, and worked together so when they were put in the fire, they came out to make something smell good, taste good, and bring joy to others. I'm just going to move this over and let this sit here like this. And I have made some earlier that I let sit for a while. You know, I want to pray for all of us right now because I know that some of you have struggled with things and, and it's been like a constant tug of war and you feel like you're on the losing side. I pray that this message will help you get back on track, that even though that you are struggling, you can give God your sour fruit for an exchange of the Holy Spirit's fresh fruit. This is what I do. This is a prayer that I pray often, and it's very easy, but I just imagine or I write down the things that I'm struggling with, and I, I just see myself just talking um, to the Lord and just exchanging the sour fruit in me for His fresh fruit. A simple prayer goes like this. God, I exchange my anger for your love. I exchange my depression for your joy. I exchange my fear for your peace. I exchange my frustration for your patience. I exchange my irritation for your kindness. I exchange my stinginess for your goodness. I exchange my apathy for your faithfulness, and I exchange my pride for your gentleness. I exchange my lack of self-control for your self-control. Holy Spirit, be my source and direct my life and breathe on the fruit within me that it will grow and multiply in me. I crave your work in my life. Be the loudest voice in my ear. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, as you seek after the Holy Spirit, you crave His fruit to grow in your life those things that you've been begging God to fix, to move, to change, might not end up being such a big issue anymore. You might even enjoy this next season as the best season of your life. Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you have never entered into a relationship with Jesus, we want you to know that He loves you very much. So much that He died on the cross for all of your sins that stood between you and God. If you would like to make a decision to follow Jesus today, all you need to do is to repeat this prayer. Dear God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I admit that I'm not right with you and I want to be right with you. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I believe with my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for saving me and making me your child. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time or if God has done anything in your life because of this podcast, we would love to know. Email us at testimony at kingdomcity.com.